through the sacrifice and blood of our Redeemer and King, Yahushua HaMashiach, in whose name we offer up this prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, this is not working. Okay. It's not coming on. So you guys? Maybe. Flip them around, but yeah. no avail. But so maybe it's the better. Watch, watch, watch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to say a short personal prayer as well before getting started. Heavenly Abba, Yahweh, He created heaven and earth. I just pray that this day you see your rock conquered my way. Even at this very moment, send him within me to abide as I strive to lead and guide your flock into the green pastures of your word. Cause and I bring to memory all the things I've heard during my study time with you. <clears throat> and I feel to my lips that nothing escapes except that which is good and true. Therefore, from the lesson this day, Father, I do pray that you allow your flock to feed freely. Not that they might be impressed with me, but that they may be blessed by thee. I only pray that you utilize me to illuminate your... Um, the darkness with your words light that displaces any frightened that strengthen their hands that they might fight to enter into thy kingdom. Therefore, for me this day, Father, I do pray that you allow your light to shine extra bright again, not that they might see me, but that they may find you. The one in whom all glory and honor is due. Yahuwah, my Ellen King, I pray that you accept for me this day my offer. In Yahushua's name. Amen. Amen. All right, so. Today we're going to talk about kingdom relationship, amen? amen? Kingdom relationship. I think this is a very timely message, sin, that we just came back from uh, Sukkot. You know, we had a lot of time to spend with one another. Uh, and we got a chance to see how kingdom relationships can be. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, now, one of the main things I want to talk about is one accordness. You know, because you, you start reading about the apostles and the, um, and the ecclesia that they started, we one of the first things we're told is that they were on one accord. I mean, all right. So I figure we'll talk about that. Um, one accord for this so that we can um, rightly divert, divide the word of truth so we can see what it means and what it doesn't mean. Amen? Yes, amen. Acts 2 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Hmm. All right, so they were one accord in one place, right? Yes. All right, what kind of car did the disciples drive? They were all in one accord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I've encountered many believers that are of the opinion that if those of the kingdom don't agree in every aspect or on key aspects of the faith, that they can't or shouldn't assemble with other believers who don't believe as they do. But the scriptures support this thesis. The objective, the objective of today's study is to determine whether or not we should lend credence to such a thesis. From what I can determine, supporters of said thesis lean essentially upon two pillars of scripture. 
The first being the fact that the apostles were in the beginning were on one accord in one place. Hence, they conclude that if we're going to be in one place, we should be on one accord. I agree. So the first thing we're going to do today is to see if we're on one accord in one place, as the original apostles were. Amen. So we go back to Acts 2, verse 1. We said it, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. When we look up the words um, that's translated as with one accord, we find that it's homothumadon in the Greek, number 3661, and it means unanimously. That is, with one accord. You know, it's an adverb um, from a compound of the base homo, which means at the same place or time, um, together, and through most. Number 2372 meaning passion. Now, when we look up the, uh, the three words in one place, we find that it was translated from the Greek word autos. Hmm. Uh, number 846, meaning himself, herself, or themselves. Hmm. Now, we should now understand that it, at the very least, there's another way that this verse could be interpreted other than what's presented by the translators of the KJV. Hence, the apostles being together in one accord in one place does not necessarily mean they didn't differ in opinion concerning the faith, but rather equates to them being together in the same place at the same time and sharing the same passion with themselves, within themselves. That's what it speaks to. Not necessarily that they didn't have a differences of opinion and in, in, in no in, in in anything concerning the faith. That's not what it means. The passion that they shared was the suffering, death, burial, and resurrection of Yahushua yes. Hamashiach. This is the passion in which they shared. You know, we could go on to verse three, um, Acts one, two, and three. We find it says, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through Ruach Kodesh had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. You know, speaking of course of our Messiah, verse 3, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion. By many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of Elohim. So what I'm trying to show you is that, you know, they were... They were together and they um, were in one place due to the passion of Messiah. That is, his suffering, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. The suffering, death, burial, and resurrection of Yahushua is still referred to as his passion. Even in today's time, this is evidenced by, well, man, it's more years old now, huh? 2004, you know, um, by the 2004 movie entitled The Passion of, of the Christ, you know, which was all about his suffering, death, burial, and resurrection. That said, an alternate translation of Acts 2.1 is, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together with the same passion within themselves. And this is very much true. They were all together and they had the same passion. They shared the suffering, death, burial, burial and resurrection of Yahushua HaMashiach within themselves. You know, and this is what was being spoken of when it says they were on one accord. 
Not that they didn't have any differences of opinion. Uh, we know that's not the case. You know, just from the fact that when Yahshua was resurrected and he walked with uh, with Peter and and another uh, guy, I forgot his name, that, that ran down to his tomb and he was opening the scriptures to him. You know, he would later tell Peter to go and show his brother, teach his brother. Well, if they all had the same opinions of everything, he wouldn't have to teach him. You know? You know, so it's, it's obvious that, you know, they didn't all have the same opinion. And, you know, and he would also be told elsewhere that after he comes through that he has to strengthen his brethren. You know? And you strengthen them by feeding them. Say lot. Alright, to further evidence that this was their passion that particular day, let us consider the words of Kephas of Peter, their leader. You know, because Kephas was the head of the ecclesia. He was the one that Yahshua gave the keys to. So let me have my first reader read Acts 2, 22 through 28, please. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Yahushua of Nazareth, a man approved by Elohim, among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which Elchim did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of Elohim, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom Elohim hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw Adonai always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life, Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Hallelujah. Thank you. So here it is. We see Kephas talking about Yahushua of Nazareth, about him being taken by wicked hands and crucified and slain, you know, and speaking about his resurrection, how he was raised up and have loosed the pains of death, you know, and how it was even prophesied to happen. You know, so I'm thinking... I'm, I think it should be pretty clear that, you know, he's he was there and he was identifying their passion of being there that day. It goes on in verses 29 and 30 through 33. He continues on saying, men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried and the sepulchre is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that Elohim hath sworn an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Mashiach to sit on his throne. He seen this before spake of the resurrection of Messiah, that his soul was not left in Hades, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Yahushua have Elohim raised up, whereof we are we all are witnesses. See, they were all witnesses to his suffering, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Uh, verse 33, therefore, being by the right hand of Elohim, exalted and having received of the Father the promise of Ruach HaKodesh, he that shed forth this which ye now see and hear. Mm -hmm. So, 
knowing that there's an alternative way of interpreting one accord in one place of Acts 2.1, which speaks to those involved sharing the same passion in conjunction with understanding that the passion they shared that day was the suffering, death, burial, and resurrection of Yahushua HaMashiach, puts the naysayers of our thesis in a good position. Those who don't believe that they all believe exactly the same thing. You know, the scripture sides with them thus far. For a very convincing argument can now be made that we today within this room, in this very moment, are in one accord, even as the 120 were in Acts 2.1. Because we all believe in the suffering, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Yahushua HaMashiach. First the natural, then the spiritual. We seldom agree with every aspect of our natural families. Therefore, we shouldn't expect to do so with our spiritual families neither. You know, do your natural siblings believe in, um, in everything that you believe in? Are they of the same opinion of everything that you're opinion, opinionated about? Of course not. You know, so if you don't expect that from your natural family, then why would you expect that from your spiritual family? Mm. You know, but we do all have Yahshua in common. Yeah. You know, so we we'll talk a little bit about, you know, now that we see that we are actually in one accord, you know, because we all share the passion of Yahshua. You know, what about walking together? How are we to how are we to walk together? The second pillar about these is concerning believers that believe differently. Shouldn't fellowship comes from this other very popular passage found in Amos 3 3. It says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Now, when we look up these three words, they be agreed, we find that it, they're translated from the Hebrew word yaad, number 3259, meaning to fix, to appoint, to set, to meet. Hmm. You know, it's a verb meaning to appoint, to summon, to engage, to agree, to assemble. Hmm. Amen? You know, let's take a look at some places in which it is utilized. In 1 Kings, 8.5 says, And King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled, Yahad, unto him, were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep, oxen, sheep and oxen, that they could not be told for number for multitude. Also, 2 Chronicles 5.6, Also King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him. <clears throat> before the ark sacrificed sheep and oxen which cannot be told nor numbered for multitude so it's a repeat of first kings but they use the exact same wording hmm. and psalms 48 4 for lo the kings were assembled they passed by together again Yahad, we see Yahad speaks to an assemblage you know and so amos 3 3 can read quite a bit different too. Can two walk together except they be assembled unless they come to meet? You know, so what Yah was telling Israel was that he'd been trying to meet with them, mm -hmm. that they won't come at the appointed time, mm -hmm. i.e., during this morning. Mm -hmm. You know, if you 
if Yah has set the meeting time, you know, and the meeting place, all we have to do is show up. You know, but some folks won't show up. They won't show up. And guess what? They miss the meeting. You know, they miss the interaction with Yah. For those who didn't show up, you know, to this Passover, they missed the interaction with Yah. And he was there in grand fashion, was he not? Oh my goodness, he just showed up and showed out. You know, man, the signs in the heavens was just spectacular. You know, now, this is evidenced by subsequent passages addressed to Israel. Um, if we continue on with verses 4 and 5 of Amos 3, it says, Will a lion roar in the forest when he have no prey? So you, I, I'm trying to get you to see, like, this is in congruent with 3.3, which is he's speaking about, you know, something's missing. <laughs> Something missing from the equation, okay? Mm. You know, uh, so he's saying, you know, can we walk together? Can two walk together except they be agreed? No, can two walk together except they be assembled. Mm -hmm. So in other words, how are we going to walk together if you won't even show up? Mm -hmm. You see, he's pointing out that which was missing from the equation. Mm -hmm. You know, so when we look at verse 4, he continues on with this type of contrast. He says, will a lion roar in the forest when he have no prey? Mm -hmm. If there's no prey before him, he's not roaring. Will a young lion cry out of his den if he have taken nothing? Can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where no gin is for him? How he gonna fall in a snare and nobody set a trap? Shall one take up a snare from the earth and have taken nothing at all? If he put the snare out there to trap something, he's not gonna pick it up until he traps something. What he what he taking it for? So take note that in these two following verses, we also find the same type contrast where something is impossible without the thing that's missing from the equation, such as two walking together when they haven't first assembled. They haven't came together. How can they even walk together if they haven't come together? Now, those of us that share the passion Yahushua uh, HaMashiach, i.e. the suffering, death, burial, and resurrection of the Son of Elohim, spiritually speaking, you know, our family, if we're doing the will of Elohim in conjunction too. And remember, uh, spiritually, you know, speaks to eternally, because it's not the flesh man that's going to live forever, but the spiritual man, right? You know, so those of us who, who uh, have the passion of Yahushua, and do the will of the Father in heaven, we are family. We are spiritually family. You know, the older men are as, as brothers or fathers, the, the um, women are as sisters or mothers, you know, and we have the younger being brothers and sisters or as sons and daughters. Amen? Amen. You know, we're a spiritual family. Consider Matthew Yahoo 12, 47 through 50. My next reader, please. Then said one unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him that had told him, Who is my mother? 
who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Hallelujah. Okay, so I pray that you can see this. Like this is this is the real family right here. We were all born into a family and we all had, you know, shared, you know, the same blood running through our veins as some other folks, um, at least at one point or another. You know, but spiritually speaking, this is not your family. Spiritually speaking, your family are they that shall do the will of the Father that's in heaven. Now, of course, that's that's um, presuming that you're actually doing the will of the Father, which is in heaven. Amen? <laughs> Say la. You know, so this is what our family look like. You know, we're very multifaceted. You know, we include all ethnicities. You know, there's a lot of us out here who seek to do the will of our Elohim, right? You know, and they come in all shapes, colors, and sizes. And that's just the way y'all want it. You know, so how are we to treat our spiritual family? What are our rules of conduct? Consider Mark 10, 19 through 40. My next reader, please. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witnesses. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. Master, which is the great commandment in the law. Yahushua said unto him, Thou shalt love Yahuwah thy Elohim with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Hallelujah. You know, and so, this is how we're to relate to one another. This is, you know, how we're you know, deal with our spiritual family. But then Yahushua gives us a new commandment. It's found in Yochanan 13, 34. It says, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Can anyone spot the difference betwixt the second greatest command and Yahshua's um, new command? Yes, as thyself, loving your neighbor as thyself. Because the type of love that Yahshua, um, I'm sorry, uh, as I have loved you. So the new commandment, Yahshua is saying, love ye one another as I have loved you. The way that Yahshua loved us is with a, uh, an agape type love. Not a phileo type, type love, but an agape type love. And with that agape type love, it's the type of love that will cause you to to sacrifice anything, even your very life, you know, for the proponent of that agape love. You know, hence we read that the greatest um, uh, love will cause you to lay down your life for your friends. You know, that's the greatest, greatest love. It's a sacrificial type love, you know. So that's the difference, you know, because, you know, some people wouldn't, you know, uh, they may love their neighbors themselves, but they're not willing to die for themselves. You know, some people won't kill their flesh, 
for their own good, uh, for their own good. Mm-hmm. Even even if they know they kill their flesh, they gonna live. You know, this is why Yahshua said, you know, those who seek to save their lives shall lose them, and those who lose them for His name's sake shall save them. Right? Say lot. You know. But some people, even knowing that, they just won't. Mm-hmm. Now that we know that we're the agape love one another, even as Yahushua loved us, you know, we need to consider what that looks like. First, um, Second Corinthians thirteen twelve says to greet one another with a holy kiss. First Kephas five fourteen says likewise. So does Romans sixteen sixteen. 1 Corinthians 16 20 says all the brethren greet you greet one another with an holy kiss you know now Romans 12 10 you know kind of sums it up it says be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another now what does it mean preferring one another uh, preferring is translated from the Greek word paregic Paragio, i.e., number 4285, meaning to lead the way for others. From pro, number 4253, uh, meaning for that is in front of or prior. And hego, i.e., number 2233, meaning to lead figuratively, to deem or consider. So, in other words, consider your brother before thyself. Say that? Mm-hmm. You know, so you can uh, interpret or uh, translate Romans 12.10 in this fashion. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, considering prior, i.e. first, one another. You know, so consider other people before yourself. That is family, right? That's not any and everybody. Romans 14.19, let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Let us follow after the things which make for peace. You know, if you don't, if you have a situation where you see something that's tra- transpiring, you know, amongst the family, you know, the kingdom, kingdom family, you know, follow after that which make for peace. You know, don't be a part of the problem. Don't help disrupt things. You know. Follow after the things that make for peace and the things wherewith one may edify another. What does this word edify speak to? It speaks to being built up, to build someone enough up, you know, you know, not to tear them down. You know, so, you know, you want to edify one another. Also, let us consider Romans 15, 5. It says, now the Elohim of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another, according to Mashiach Yahushua. Don't treat one family member one way and another kingdom family member another way. Amen? Amen. You know, be like-minded one toward another. You have to be patient with everyone. You know, at least do your very best, right? Uh, let us consider Romans 13, 8. says, Oh, no man, anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. They fulfilled Torah. That's what it's about. Mm. Hebrews 10.24 Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. You know, we're to 
consider one another, we're to provoke one another to to love. You know, so if you see a brother or sister, you know, and they have an inclination to do anything short of loving their up their sister or brother in the faith, provoke them to love and to do good works. Amen. Amen. Also, let's consider Hebrews three thirteen. It says, "But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin." You know, I always want to exhort, you know, one another, you know, um, in the moment, you know, exhort them, lift them up, push them towards what's right, you know. This word. Exhort is pericalio, number from um, number thirty-eight seventy. It means to call near, invite. You know, so call near or invite one another over. You know, um, today. You know, so that they don't be hardened through deceitfulness of sin. You know, try to comfort them. You know, entreat for them, pray for them. You know, so this can be better uh, and translated but call near invite one another daily while it is called today lest any of you be hardened through deceitfulness of sin don't you know when you call brother or sister into your presence that it helps keep you in line and you help keep them in line you know because you you you, you guys know what you're supposed to do you know what the faith is about you know and so you become you become a strength you know, for one another, you know, it's easier to do something when you see someone else doing it because you know it can be done. You know, and so, you know, this is a big part of the reason we have our own egg. You know, we break bread together. You know, this is a perfect time for us to come together and, you know, we just get to know one another and learn what we need, you know, what to pray for one another. You know, and this uh, is one of my favorite times, you know, just, you know, to see the people interacting with one another, you know, and that's what's so beautiful about Sukkot, you know, people come together, they help one another, you know, they, they serve one another, they love on one another, you know, yeah, you have your issues that arise, that arises, you know, but it just gives you an opportunity to practice the faith. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hey, there go Brother Deshaun. <laughs> All right, First Corinthians eleven thirty three says, "Wherefore, my brother, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another." You know this word tarry is at Dekamai number fifteen fifty one, and it, it's, um, it means to accept from some source. So hereby, Brother Paul is teaching that we're to accept one another as if we're all from one source, even Yah Elohim. You know, so uh, when you come together to eat, tarry for one another, accept one another as a brother or sister, you know, that we all have, considering that we all have the same Heavenly Father. Amen. You know, also consider James 4, 11 and 12. It says, speak not evil one of another. Speak not evil one of another, brother. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judge, judge of his brother speaketh evil of the law and judges the law. But if thou judgest 
judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. Mm -hmm. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Mm -hmm. Who art thou that judges another? Mm -hmm. Guess he told them, huh? Mm -hmm. You know, Luke 6, 37 says, Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall mm -hmm. be yeah. forgiven. Hallelujah. Yes. That's how we treat one another. You know, it's a wonderful thing to serve Yah's people. You know, as you know, at the end of the day, those who serve the most will be the greatest in the kingdom. You know, but you can't serve grudgingly. You know. It's actually a blessing to be able to serve Yah and his people. It's actually a blessing. It's an enrichment to your life. You know, it helps you store up heavenly bank and heavenly goods for the, for the hereafter. Mm -hmm. You know, so be grateful that Yah has even given you a position or an opportunity to serve. You know, because only those who, who work get paid. Say a lot. You know, so we're to help one another. You know, we're to help one another. We're to serve with one another. You know, and we're to do it willingly. You know, Galatians 5.13 says, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Mm. That's how we're supposed to serve one another with love. What is this word liberty? Mm. It's a Lutheria in the Greek, number 1657, and it speaks to freedom. Mm -hmm. Freedom for brethren, ye have been called unto freedom. Mm. Only use not your freedom for an occasion to the flesh. You're free to serve or not to serve. Nobody's making you do anything. But if you're going to serve, serve with love. Galatians 6 2. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Mashiach. Wait a minute. I thought the Mashiach didn't have no law. Say lie. You know. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Mashiach. Hmm. You know, so we're supposed to help one another with their burdens. You know, you see a brother or sister going through something, help them. You know, you see them having a hard time, help them. Ephesians 4 2, with all lowliness and meekness and long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Woo, man, we need a banner for this. Uh, banner with this on it, you know, I'm going to take it to Sakura every year. <laughs> All lowliness and meekness and long suffering for bearing one another in love. Now, this is how we're supposed to treat one another, right? You know, I think we did a pretty good job this year. You know, I think it was a awesome time. You know, uh, Ephesians 5.21 says, Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. <clears throat> Absolutely. You know, because you know, if they're truly your brother or sister in the faith, you better know that Yah is in them. Yep. 
Amen. Mm -hmm. So submit yourselves one to another in the fear of Elohim, because he's in there. First Kings five five. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For Elohim resisteth the proud. Mm -hmm. You want to get resisted? Walk around in pride. Mm -hmm. You know, and he giveth grace to the humble. You know, so we have to endure one another. We have to love on one another. We have to be long-suffering with one another. Sometimes folks going to be saying some things that you really don't want to hear. Or maybe you just really don't want to hear them at that particular time. Hmm. Nevertheless, we're called to be long-suffering. We're called to, to, um, to love on one another. We're called to persevere, you know, in times of, of turmoil. You know, so just keep that agape love at the forefront of your hearts and minds. Romans 15, 14, And I myself also am persuaded of you, my brethren, that ye also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. And this is another thing that we're to do, is admonish one another. We have a second witness in Colossians three sixteen. It says, Let the word of Mashiach dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Adonai. You know, to admonish speaks to the warn or speaks to to um, re softly rebuke, you know. So when you're correcting someone, you're rebuking someone, you're um, warning someone that, hey, you probably don't want to do that. Because this is, you know, that's that goes against Yah's word, you know. Um, you know, you want to give them a warning. You want to admonish them. This is something that's supposed to happen. And if it happens, don't get upset that it's happening. Just receive it with love. You know, Ecclesiastes 7.5 is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. Well, a lot of people rather hear the song of fools. <laughs> See, but those of us that are Yah's people, those who are in the kingdom, those who have kingdom relationships, they should, you know, strive to acknowledge the rebuke of the wise. Because even as King Solomon says, it's better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. You know, then we have Ephesians 4, 25 says, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. You know, and, and that's another thing that people, you know, don't consider. Like, you know, when you do ill towards your brother or sister, you're doing ill towards yourself. Yeah. We are part of one body. Mm. That's like your hand saying, I'm mad at the foot, and it just punched the foot. Mm. Now you're limping around, you know, and, t and you know, and, and, and in pain every time you step, you know, because the hand got mad at the foot. How much sense does that make? Yeah. Say lie, folks. Say lie. You know, uh, says in Colossians 3 9, lie not one to another, seeing that we have put off the old man with his deeds. We're supposed to be new creatures in Yah. You know, we're supposed to deal differently than we were when we were in the world. You know, let us become kingdom minded and walk, you know, the walk of Yahshua. 
Galatians 5.26, let us not be the desirous, let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. But you shouldn't, you know, have any envy towards anyone. You shouldn't envy anyone. You know, you don't know, you know, oftentimes what preceded what you're looking at. You don't know the kind of effort and work that was put into what you're looking at that caused them to have or, um, or acquire whatever you're envying. Mm -hmm. You know, and don't provoke one another. If you know your sister or brother don't like when you do such a thing, don't do such a thing. Don't just be doing stuff to push people buttons. Mm -hmm. Say lie. Mm -hmm. You know, and don't be desirous of vainglory. You know, you know it's uh, you know the glory of Yah is is what we're looking for. Yeah. Now Matthew eighteen, you know, sp speaks about our protocol when it comes to trespasses. Mm -hmm. Let me have my next reader read Matthew eighteen fifteen through seventeen, please. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, Tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Hallelujah. Okay, so this is our protocol for trespasses. Now, I, if you have a sibling, you know, and uh, even if you don't, you know, if you have a friend or uh, any family member, you know at some point, somewhere along the line, you two are going to disagree. You know, there's going to be a trespass in one shape, form, or fashion, or another, right? You know, no different with our spiritual family. You know, but the thing is, is how you handle it. You know, how you handle it. You know, so you should be able to just do verse 15, go and tell him as far between thee and him alone, and they should hear you and you gained your brother, you know, your brother, you got your brother back, you know, y'all, y'all good. That should be where, where it ends. But sometimes it extends beyond that and you got to go to 16 and unfortunately even to verse 17 at times, you know, but let us all have the heart, you know, to love on one another. And so when we hear that, you know, we've trespassed against someone maybe knowingly or unknowingly that we just rectify the situation mm -hmm. that we hear them and we gain our brothers and sisters amen mm -hmm. you know consider it Luke twelve fifty seven says yay and when even of yourselves judge ye not what is right yes and why even of yourselves judge ye not what is right you know some people take thou shalt not judge and run with it and they don't want to judge anything and that's not that's not um good either. You know, you're supposed to judge what is right. Amen? You know, you're supposed to judge what is right. 
you know, so this is what is being spoken of here. Yea, and why even of yourselves judging not what is right? You know, if you know what is right, you're supposed to make the, make the proper call. You know, Yokanah 7, 24, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. How do we know what righteous judgment is? It's that which aligns with righteousness. What is righteousness? Yah's word. You know, 1 Corinthians 6, 5 through 7, I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother go off to law with brother? And that before the unbelievers? Now that's atrocious. That's, that should never happen. Verse 7, now therefore, there is utterly a fault among you, because ye go to law one with another. Why do ye not rather take wrong? How come y'all's people can't just take wrong one from another? Why do you got to take it all the way to the bitter end? You know, why you just can't take the wrong and point it out later? And maybe you get your brother or sister to hear you. Why do you rather suffer yourselves? Um, he goes on to say, why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Why not just take the wrong? Why not just let yourself be defrauded? Because at the end of the day, y'all going to correct the situation. Right. Y'all going to correct the situation. You don't have to, you know, take your brother or sister to the world. To the enemy. Not if they're your brother or sister in the faith. Not if they, if they, they're your kingdom family. You take it to the king. Say lie. James five nine. Grudge not against another brother, unless you be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. So don't grudge. Against another brother, don't don't be murmuring, don't be backbiting, don't be talking about nobody behind their back, you know, lest she be condemned. You saw what happened to Israel when they was when they was um, being begrudging against who they thought would they would be begrudging against Moshe and Aaron, but they was really being begrudging against Yah, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Yah is in each brother and sister in the faith. Say la. First Kephas 4 9, use hospitality one to another without grudging. Don't be hospitable and nice to someone, you know, and then talk about them behind their back. You know, don't do things grudgingly. You know, just don't do it. You know, I'd rather you not even do it than if you're gonna do it and then and then you know complain about it later. You know, so, you know, if you're doing something, you got this kind of look on your face. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing it. You know, and if you did, you need to go somewhere and repent. James 5, 16, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You know, you should be able to find somebody in the faith that you can that you can um, confide in, that you can confess your thoughts um, with, you know, that will pray for you. And then, of course, you know, the elders are always 
always around too. You know, first Kings three eight. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren. Be pitiful and courteous. Hallelujah. Um, Yochanan. 13, 14, if I then your Adonai and master have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. In other words, forgive one another. Yeah. You know, someone trespassed against you, against you, they walked against you, you know, wash their feet by forgiving them. You know, Colossians 3, 13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, how come you just can't forbear them? Forgive them, even as Messiah forgave you. So also do ye. James 2 1, my brethren, have not the faith of our Adonai, Yahushua Mashiach, Adonai of glory with respective persons. Mm. Treat everyone the same. First Timothy 5 21, I charge thee before Elohim and Adonai, Yahushua Mashiach, and the elect angels that you observe these things without preferring one before another. You know, don't be a respecter of persons. You know, treat everybody the same. Do nothing by partiality. 